Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. We hope that this month of talking about year-long goals and planning out your yearly calendar has been helpful for you. Uh, I hope that you've been able to at least work through this. I hope by this point you've certainly taken some time to rest and reflect upon what this upcoming year has in store. And uh, Jordan, you and I, as we record this, are still in the month of May uh, still looking forward to the end of graduation season and being able to engage in this. But I'm curious, Jordan, where do you go to uh, just get some rest, either you, you by yourself or with your family? Locally, I will, this time of year especially, either put up a hammock. Our church property is pretty broad and we got some good trees. So I can, I'm not in the building. I'm not necessarily visible to people unless you're looking for me, then you could probably find me. Um, Or going to a local park, just kind of walking around a little bit. I think both of those are options. Uh, Eventually, I'd like to get to be able to do more with the mountain bike trails that are around in the area. Um, I, I don't know if that's quite as prayerful and contemplative, though. So I just haven't let myself go there yet. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I do. Great. I, are they proper mountain bike trails or are they just normal bike trails that are on old railroad beds? They are proper mountain bike trails. We've got a All lot right. up here. So there's a couple different networks that are worth working. I think some of them are, are even, dare I say, nationally recognized. I don't. All right. Like if, you, if you're in, really into biking and you get like the magazines and stuff, I think you could find them. If you get the magazines, if you are a magazine fiend for mountain biking okay, go yeah. to go to the up I, i'm not so i'm just i'm trusting that's an accurate <laughs> well statement. no otherwise you would have been on the trails up to this point <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah so I, I think there's plenty of opportunities though if you're looking around it doesn't have to be this resort or on a beach or anything like that it just has to be you finding time to be quiet and just by yourself but today we're talking about events that we might plan out for uh our goals that we're trying to accomplish and considering the events that we have going on in ministry, I think the temptation a lot of times is to view that all that we do is events and we just go from one event to the other because our events are fairly visible to more people than just the regular midweek ministries. Jordan, is that just me generalizing or does that reflect what you've observed? I think that can be accurate. A lot of it's going to come down to the pace of what ministry uh, has set up for itself and also what's communicated. Um, Cause if you are, as soon as an event's done and you start communicating about the next one, that's going to, that's going to be noticed by people that, okay, it's time for the next thing. And it's from my perspective uh, it's easy to kind of look at the calendar and see, this is the next big thing that's coming or go from, activity to activity in that way. Um, but 
for us, I think we might be a little bit more scaled back than, than more, most people, as far as we try to, we try to pick, um, a couple things. And I, I won't even say that, like to make us sound all great that we just want to do a few things really well. Uh, but one of the questions that I've wrestled with in my ministry is how much is too much in the sense that one of the mm-hmm. realities of what we're dealing with is, and, and maybe this is just me. Uh, I don't think so. You can speak to this when you, when I'm done, but families are just really busy and whether it's extracurricular stuff, stuff with school, their own jobs, trying to find time for themselves as a family to interact. Uh, we would recognize too, that sometimes their, their time is spent on like TV shows or something like that, that we might say, okay, you could replace that pretty easy, but, um, but it doesn't change the fact that families and, and life is just busy. And so in some ways, I don't want the church to be just one more thing that's piling on more things for them to do. Um, if we want to encourage rest, if we want to encourage some of these things, uh, that's one way that we can conscientiously do that. Now that I'm not saying that that means we don't have Sunday services because we want people to take a Sunday to be together. I know some churches actually have done that. Um, that kind of rubs me personally the wrong way, but um, as far as the event planning and, and financially too, I, I think not that every event has to cost a lot of money uh, you can do. And I guess here would be an okay time to ask too, what is considered an event? Like is youth group making Sundays one day? Like, is that considered an event? I, you know, so some of it's open to interpretation as well, but that's kind of one thing that I've processed as we've thought through events from our congregation standpoint. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I can't even be sarcastic about that because uh, about saying our parents aren't busy because they absolutely are. Um, it's, it's a matter of uh, what they're busy with that sometimes is frustrating, especially mm-hmm. when, um, you know, I think a, a lot of our, especially our more faithful attendees for our youth ministry are concerned when they start seeing like the reasons why their friends and their other people in youth group, the reasons that they give for not coming. Sometimes those reasons are legitimate. You know, um, we're, our family's taking a vacation, right? When family is spending time together away, I'm not going to complain. That's definitely something that's some, uh, rare enough to value and prioritize and go in God's peace. Hope you have a blast and we'll see you when you get back. There's other times where it's the, you know, I have homework. Well, you know, to which our students said, well, so do we, but we're still here, you know, and um, there's that frustration of uh, seeing what people are busy with, what reasons people might give for not coming to our stuff, which I think a lot of times, again, we base our success off of how many people show up instead of the different elements of what is taking place during those times. Uh, So this summer, as you listen to this episode, uh, you think about maybe some of the different events that you have going on. I know, at least for our denomination, this is usually the summer that we'd be heading out to Colorado. Uh, you know, as you listen to this in a couple of weeks, we'd be gearing up to go out to Colorado. We're not doing that this year because of COVID. You know, and, and considering that, that's something that you gear up for, you ramp up for, you get all excited about. And then after it's all said and done, uh, you kind of relax and are able to say, all right, two years from now, we're going to do the same thing again. You know, we can't do that this year. What is something, though, that this summer you are able to celebrate 
even though uh, as your youth group starts doing something, say you have a youth group of 20 people and only five kids show up, you know, what uh, are you going to let the fact that 15 people aren't there keep you from having a great time together, keep you from studying God's word? No, but it does, you know, kind of influence what you do and influences maybe how you start measuring your success or effectiveness as a, a worker in God's kingdom. So the, the, the challenge here that as you start looking at events is to not view them as entertainment, but as opportunities for people to engage uh, as far as uh, with discipleship and with the community of other believers, right? Because it's all right for the church to go and have fun together. That's, that's part of being in a community is that you are able to relate to each other. So if the church has a game night or uh, something that our church has done in the past is we our, our youth group has gone to a corn maze in the fall. And that turns out to be just an absolutely terrific day. And we've had some other adults that have tagged along and other families that have come along with us. And are they welcome to? Well, it's technically a, 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 an anchor outing. It's technically for our youth group, but yeah, you're welcome to. Why? Because our youth group is part of the larger church. So as you consider events, I guess my perspective is, is this about entertaining people or is this about encouraging fellowship with other believers? Yeah, that's a really important distinction. And I know personally, when I have felt like the expectation upon me was to be the entertainer, the event planner, um, that really burns you out. Uh, Me, maybe, maybe somebody else is really going to thrive on that. But when it feels like, I'm just here to be the event coordinator and the fun manufacturer um, exclusively, then that kind of gets exhausting. But uh, having ideas that can allow gathering, allow true fellowship to happen, that can be life-giving for the group too. I mean, things that are going to break down barriers. I love that intergenerational aspect. We try to incorporate that um, in some of our things. We've got a paintball outing that will have happened by this time and one of the fun things was trying to get um trying to get some other people from the church so like my dad's coming or came it's weird to talk in the past i'm just going to talk future tense because it hasn't happened yet (laughs) uh i had i had one guy who's like uh uh, yeah i'd say he's probably a senior citizen and he was like hey when can i sign up for that thing i just got to check with one friend of mine and uh, I was so excited about that his friend didn't want to come. So he's like, I don't feel like I can come by myself because I'd be weird. Um, so I was not successful in that. But, but really to bridge that gap and to get people connected together, I think. Because paintball, was it kind of weird putting that on the screen and announcing it in front of the congregation? A little bit. Uh, did a few people kind of balk at it? Uh, I, I did not hear anything directly, but uh, mm-hmm. apparently there was some people who were saying, should we really talk about shooting people in church? Um, but the flip side is, does this fit into my strategy and my plan for our group and our congregation? And it does. This is something, I, I, I it's too easy for me to walk into church um, we'll even say pre-COVID when fellowship is normal and stuff. The confirmation students uh, that age, they would be in the confirmation room. They'd grab their snacks and head there. Um, the adults would be at their typical tables. There was not interaction. It was kind of these silo things. The kids would be 
playing in the kids room on the nursery or whatever on the playground and stuff. And it was just too predictable. There was no crossover between these groups. But if you have opportunities where you can make memories together with something like this or mission trips, if you're wanting to like think further, um, that can be very valuable. And this goes back to, again, knowing what our goals are and creatively looking into what can we do specifically to meet these goals. Right. It's all about the optics, right? Of what is, what is your overall mission? Well, making disciples and not to hamstring or twist any arms to make certain events fit more into that mold of, is this making disciples, right? Ultimately, finally, every event that you do should answer the question, does this help us make disciples? Well, you know, and, and part of the feedback, and I'm just going to use the fly convention as uh, the fee, uh, just as an example, because that's what we've always used. But when people from our church who have never gone to Colorado for this outing ask our students what they enjoy, it sounds like, based on the feedback they get from students, that we just go and have fun in the mountains for a week. It sounds like a vacation more than a a, a opportunity for students to be in God's word, to spend time with other believers from other churches from around the country. It sounds like we're on vacation when in fact, based on the optics, like, you know what, part of the fly convention is that uh, we are built up together as a group. That is a huge significant part. It, you may not get in the list of the, uh, if you ask a random student to give their top five reasons or top five favorite things about fly, you might, uh, their biggest takeaways, you might get something about something that was an elective or in a session, uh, but that may not be as high as you may want on their list, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you get, take a look and if you give it the optics and, and the wordage saying time together is important and we were built up together as a group and uh, we were strengthened in our community with other believers, that sounds a whole lot better than we were on vacation in the mountains for a week, right? Yeah. So as you think about this, the opportunities for outings and events are plentiful. But as smaller churches, I think it's definitely a little more difficult for us to be able to think of events that are effective, especially with resources being short and uh, people probably paying more out of pocket than, than not because we don't necessarily have larger budgets. So Jordan, I'm just want you to shoot from the hip here. How many events does your ministry plan throughout the year? And I know I'm kind of throwing a curveball here at you, but. Um, I would say we would probably do maybe one to two big events and that's going to be like a large trip. So uh, this going into this summer, previous to having things be canceled. Um, the things that I offered was the fly convention. Um, and there was a opportunity for students to sign up for uh, a, a stateside mission trip as well. So those are going to be the two main thrusts uh, as far as the summer events go. And then smaller things would include like we've done dare to share live. That's like a day live stream thing um some other district things might be available in dif different locations to hop onto uh you know and maybe plan like just kind of smaller gathering things but i'd say one or two 
big ticket things uh, a season and then we've got every summer there's some fly thing connection whether it's a fly convention on the um, odd summers for like 2021 2023 so forth or the fly beyond ones that's going to be the even cycles of 2020 2022 so that's kind of a given for us um then we've got some like visits to the campus if they're doing uh campus days or, or things like that too so and that does bring a good question to the forefront of you know these are just a lot of things that are offered through our association but that doesn't mean that these are the only things that are offered there's so much that's out there oh, so yeah. we wrestle with kind of being gatekeepers in a sense and trying to figure out how do we prioritize uh what is available out of all the stuff that's around because you could um you could have something going on every week if you really wanted to Mm -hmm. And I think the last thing we want to do, recognizing how busy families can be, is to swamp our families with more things that they aren't able to attend or get their kids to. Because, you know, a lot of our families, I'd say, care about what we're doing and they want their kids to be a part of this. It's just with their involvement with other things, you can understand their priority of saying, we signed up for this, we're committed to this we, you know, if we signed up for this, we got to go to it. We're going to take part in it, especially because there's these things called activity fees that the church doesn't necessarily charge, right? We can, uh, it's easy to push church off to the sidelines in the prioritization of different events because the church is always going to be there. And this is just one event or one tournament or uh, one vacation or outing or families over or whatever it's easy for the church to get pushed up to the wayside. So in our events, as we're starting to think about the things that we're doing, it's important for us, like you said, to be a gatekeeper, right? And part of that is keeping a pulse on where our group is at and assessing what would benefit our group the most here. Not necessarily doing nothing but big ticket items, but even like smaller day trips where this week we're going to go grab ice cream and anybody who wants to come get, get ice cream with us, you're free to do so. This week, uh, there's a river just here in our setting, uh, Ottertail River. We're going to go tubing down it. Now, that may not fit everyone's cup of tea, but afterwards, we're having a bonfire, and that certainly is. Turns out cooking food over fire is something that people like to do here in the summer, right? And they're looking forward to that. Does that fit the mold of our group right now? Does that fit where our group is at? And you know what? Maybe it is. And it's great to be able to know, to know when to say no to certain things, mm -hmm. to say, you know what, that sounds like a great opportunity. I don't think our group is there. And to even work with organizations like, oh, let's just throw out 30 hour famine mm -hmm. or something like that, where it's the, we'd love or operation Christmas uh, child, Christmas child, right? It's the, we would love to do that. Our group is actually helping out this year at the local food shelf. And that's what we're going to prioritize, at least for this year. Yeah. Keep us and keep and keep us on the mail list. We'd love to work with you guys in the future. And organizations like that that are worth their salt will understand that. They understand where you're coming from and will are, are more than willing to work with you. Mm -hmm. So it's not just saying yes to everything, it's prioritizing what you can say yes to. And when you prioritize, that allows parents to prioritize a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm brought back to something that um, I think John Nelson said in our mission series when he was talking about keeping in mind too uh, the availability of 
people's schedules for time off and vacation as you're planning events too. If you're doing mm -hmm. a, a couple of large things that are going to be over the summer that are going to be during the week and you're needing volunteers to help lead that, um, that can pretty quickly eat up people's vacation time. And we want to be cognizant of giving, letting them to have a break themselves because they, they might need that too. And another aspect of this is going back to the importance of evaluating. Uh, if you have something in the past that you tried and it was a total flop, you don't have to do it again, you know, uh, or if it just does not connect with your students, keep that in mind. Just say, okay, this was a valuable thing. Uh, maybe if our group changes in this way in the future, we can try it again. But for now, it's, it's not something that I need to do. And then also, especially as we brought in things like 30-hour famine and OCC, um, evaluate what the goals of those ministries are too and see if they mesh with the goals that you're going for. That's a helpful thing to kind of help figure out what ones do we want to do, what ones don't we want to do. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's definitely events that are, are more seasonal in nature that you can say, all right, these are things that are great for us to do in the summer. These are things that are better for the winter. The, uh, our schedule maybe opens up a whole lot in the spring and we're able to do more things based on what, mm -hmm. what our, our group's activity level is. Um, especially, I think we plan a lot of our, our events and our outings around the shift between fall and winter sports mm -hmm. and winter and spring sports, just because it's easier to, for people to miss a practice or they'll be a lot more willing to skip a practice than an actual game. Uh, mm -hmm. Even then, sometimes that's not always the case, but uh, looking for open windows, working with people, because I think what you want to encourage people, and especially families that have a lot going on, is that your faith is not one more piece of the calendar pie that's fighting to wish that, I wish we were bigger, I wish we were more prioritized. Right. What you want to encourage people to realize is that your faith is a part of your life in everything that you do. And yes, your the events and outings that you have are one more thing for them to consider, but you want to be able to help encourage them in growing their faith with whatever else they have going on. So I guess, Jordan, the, the, in saying that, I'm curious what you do. Do you guys have evaluation forms on how your events work and keeping track of your failures <laughs> or uh, successes? <laughs> let, me, let me throw that in there as well. I am not as good at that as I should be. Um, mm -hmm. I actually have a member on my Christian ed board who the family events that we did through the Sunday school this year um, actually did that. And I, I'm very grateful to her for kind of doing that post-event evaluation. And I mean, this concludes things like how many hot dogs did we make? How many people did we have? Oh, man, what do yeah. we have for leftovers? You know, just logistic stuff. That's going to be super helpful to know in the future. Um and then, you know, this is something that went well. This is something we could tweak for next time. So that's really good. And I need to get more discipline in that. But that definitely helps kind of looking to the future too. And going back to what you're saying too about Jesus and life, just want to share this nugget that I came across fairly recently. Um, I, I trying to remember, I think I might've heard it said that Jesus, like so many of us live as this Jesus is a part of life. Um, but we neglect that in actuality, Jesus is the purpose of our life. And that's, that's so profound when we think about how we orchestrate and coordinate our life according to that purpose. So something maybe you can communicate to your families or keep in mind as we're making these planning things as well. Um, and you know what? One of the challenges to this, I'm just going to throw this out there. 
trying to figure out how to faithfully and wisely plan for March and May when I'm back in September. So how, how do you approach like the potential planning for a whole, um, whole year of events that far out? I only release uh, our calendar in our newsletter a month at a time. Uh, but I do have, I will say that I do have our entire summer schedule planned out. Um, as far as the different things that we're going to be looking at starting in September through May, I don't have that planned out yet, mainly because it's not June yet <laughs> and uh, talking in the future tense here. But um, when we do have an opportunity to just, uh, I think I'm going to sit down uh, for coffee with our small group leaders and say, all right, what are, what are things that you think we should focus on? What are, where is our group at? Uh, what are things that we should look at? What are things that we can emphasize or, or, or work towards? And I think working with our, our, our leaders in that way, and even not just with the small group leaders that are directly involved with our, our youth ministry, but also as a church to say, you know, maybe as a church, we want to work towards something uh, together as far, and then allowing the church's calendar and already pre-existing events to help influence the things that you do so that you're not double booking for, we would go to this, but there's uh, Sunday school is taking a trip during this time, or there's a uh, a men's ministry uh, outing that weekend, or so-and-so is coming for a concert that day. It's important to see and to work with others that are inputting stuff into your ministry's calendar to be able to plan out. So I think working with them, it's important to, to better answer your question. It's important, I think, as far as what I do, I plan out a few months ahead. I don't know if I've ever planned out an entire year as far as like minute details. Like mm-hmm. we, we have, as far as study topics or, or things that we're going to go through, like curriculum wise, I will have that planned out and I'll have a rough idea on where we're going to go next but I don't plan out a full year as far as curriculum goes. Sure. Um, as far as events and fundraisers, I do want to balance that out throughout the year so that we're not just overwhelming all of our fundraisers in the month of November, say, and we're able to spread those out so that more people can be engaged and have a better chance to participate in things like that. So mm-hmm. like I said uh, in previous episodes, I have this wall calendar here and I use different colors to better balance the different things going on so that one month isn't all red and one month isn't all blue and one month is all green. You have a good, healthy mix all throughout. So maybe you're visual like that. Maybe as you listen to this, this is something that you would benefit from. These wall calendars, and I'll maybe share a link to this on our Facebook page, um, but it was, I think, $40 on Amazon when I bought it. And it was an absolute terrific buy because it's a whiteboard. So I get to erase this and, and start again this next year. But uh, I think visually it helps me to be able to see and plan out what the year looks like and what we need a little bit more of or what maybe we can pull back from as we look forward. Yeah. I'm going to throw that question back to you. How do you plan your year out? Well, it's more considering the challenges of, of planning a year out. And I think one of the things is like, just 
other schedules changing that you don't foresee and having to pivot, you know, uh, like you're avoiding prom, you, you did the diligence of getting the school calendars for your districts and you're planning ahead based off the information that they give you. And then all of a sudden they change something and that changes all of the life for your students. And so that could mm -hmm. be a big thing. Um, I, I find some things helpful. I, I don't do a very good job all the time, but like using Google calendars, they're very kind to remind you of like, hey, this is Mother's Day or hey, this is uh, mm -hmm. Memorial Day. And maybe don't do something then if people are going to be gone a lot or maybe do because they're not going to be working as much or something. So being mindful of some of those things as well. And the flip side of even if you don't have everything nailed down, but you know kind of what your targets are and like say we want to do this in this month or something, having that done as you're going into the year can be much of a stress reliever than trying to just like fit things in last minute. Cause then if you, especially I would imagine from your calendar being on the wall, you get to see something's coming. All right. And so we got to start advertising this. We got to start getting the details and that yeah. can just be really a, a huge help for you as well. Um, yeah. So the blessing though, on the flip side of that is that as you have something like even like a Google calendar that everyone on your church is adding to, or even something visually on your wall, then as other people add things to that calendar, they can see what's going on for you. So mm -hmm. they don't double book with something that you have going on as well. That's true. Yeah. So as we're going to go back here to our little thing of goals, our goal for this series, one of these goals was that you'd be able to walk away after listening to us go back and forth for all these minutes in your ears um, that you'd be able to walk away with a couple of nuggets that you just say, you know what, this, this little idea is going to be something worth trying. This is going to be something I'm going to try and to incorporate in my year uh, to try to do a little bit better. And remember that's, that's our hope for you guys. This is baby step stuff. You know, don't feel like you need to just revamp everything in your life. Give yourself grace, try one thing, see and grow from that experience. And we all can get better. And I hope that you heard from Dan and I to, you know, our areas of weaknesses, like we don't have this all figured out. We've been learning over the many years of doing ministry between the two of us. Um, and it's taken us a while to get there. I will say that I, for the first time, I'm feeling like I'm getting a bead on organizing some of my files. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, how many <laughs> decades in, but so this is something to grow in and dip your toes in. But again, the effort is worth it. The results um, are worth it. And one of the big reasons why to do this is because we're not doing it for our ministries. We're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for the kingdom. And with that, we release you to go and serve the Lord wherever you're at in your communities, in your churches, glorify his name and be prepared for what he has for you in the year to come. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.